Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of Truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word. Welcome back to the Burden and Blessing podcast and our ongoing study of the 66 summary verses of the Bible. In our last session, we finished the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, and now we're moving into the New Testament. Keep in mind that as we've been going through these books of the Bible, we've been taking them chronologically. So this morning, we're not going to pick up with the first book in the New Testament, but rather the first book that was written in the New Testament era, which is actually the book of James. Now, there is a little bit of variation, Neil. As we go through some of these books, we don't know exactly when all of these books were written, but we know that James and some of the other books that are going to follow were some of the earliest ones written. The book of James is a pretty unique book. It's a nice transition book from the Old Testament into the New Testament. What do we have as our summary verse for the, the book of James? We're looking at James chapter two, verse 24, Nathaniel. And what I, I just want to comment what you said there. You know, our first three books we're looking at here, James, Galatians, and Matthew, I think we've talked about how we noticed that there's a th- similar thread between all these is what's happening in the church at that time. The particular doctrine, false doctrine, the false presumption of what faith and righteousness is, what it means in Christ as a Jew or Gentile believer. I think it makes sense, in my opinion, why we start off with our New Testament summaries with James. In James 2.24, it says, You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. I'm reading from the New King James Version. What's important to this is, you see when you take a verse all by itself, you can see whatever you want to see in that. The majority of Christians today are Roman Catholic, and they take this verse very literally all by itself, that we are saved because of our works. It's that infused righteousness. It's that works righteousness that the Pharisees struggled with that Jesus continued to point out was wrong and an error. We are not saved by our works. But when we read this verse in James 2.24 by itself, it's exactly what it sounds like. Listen to it again. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Correct biblical interpretation says to not just look at a verse by itself, but not just the surrounding context, not just the book itself. As I mentioned, James, Galatians, Matthew all speak to this specific doctrine early on in the New Testament church, but also what the whole word of God does. If you look at the context of James, that's exactly what James does. In the verses surrounding this verse, he speaks about Abraham and Rahab, and his point is very specific and very wonderful. His point was that they showed, they gave evidence of their faith by their works. So James' whole point to those Christians early on was that faith alone does not save. Now that sounds backwards because faith is evidenced by its work. And I think it's important for us to consider that in regards to Rahab. She definitely believed in God, and she put her life online to show those spies at Jericho and Joshua, we read that in Joshua, that she was willing to lay down her life because she believed Israel's God to be the true God. James makes that clear. Her faith was evidenced by her works. 
Abraham, even more so, a type of Christ and what he was willing to sacrifice in his son Isaac, his faith was evidenced by his works. And we see that that's what the Lord said in Romans, that Abraham believed in God and it was credited to him as righteousness because his works followed him. And that's what Revelation speaks about. And so many New Testament references speak to that truth. Now, one more point I want to make before I give it back over to you, Nathaniel, is that I think all this comes back to whenever I read through James, you have to be thinking about Jesus the entire time, because ultimately everything that Jesus said about himself and what he did, the authority that he spoke God's word was evidenced by his works. Uh, Joe and I just talked about my co-pastor, Joe Nauman. We just did a podcast the other day on where you have Jesus, or he did Mark last night, where you have them uh, dropping the paralytic man. And Jesus says, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven. And so you see that authority that he had, the we wouldn't maybe use the word faith with Jesus, but that idea that it was evidenced by the fact that he healed the paralytic man. And so the idea here, again, is very important for us to consider is that Jesus was evidenced by who he was. He said who he was and by the works that followed him. He even says, if you do not believe my words, believe the works. And so that's the same idea for Christians today. We look at James and what James is saying here is, if you have any question if someone's a believer or not, look at what they say, look at what they do. And that will be evidence of that faith. Faith alone saves, but faith is never alone. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this verse. Well, you brought in Rahab and Abraham as examples that James uses in his letter here to show the examples of faith. And that's one of the neat things about James being one of the first books that we start off with is that James is one of those great connecting books between the Old and the New Testament because he goes back and he uses those examples from the Old Testament. And he shows Rahab and Abraham, and they're not just, they're not just human characters in a story. They're examples for New Testament believers that they had the same confidence that we do they trusted in the coming of the Savior, just like we trust in the fact that he has come. So faith saves, but that faith is, as we're going to hear later on, it's never by itself. What James does is he connects faith to the Christian life, and he shows what that faith does as it lives itself out in our day-to-day -day interactions, whether that be with uh, obedience or what we say, the, the uh, sins of the tongue and what faith does in connection with our tongue, uh, that it leads us to prayer. It leads us away from greediness. And the whole book of James is all about how faith then rules or leads us in our Christian life. So it is a wonderful transition book. As you pointed out really well, Neil, we do have to put James in the whole context of scripture in order to understand it properly. But when we do understand it properly, it gives us a, a, a wonderful summary of how faith then leads us throughout our earthly life because we have a hope of eternal life in heaven. Well said. I'd like to close by looking at a, the Lutheran hymnal, hymn 377. This is a great hymn that helps us understand what James and Romans speak about as far as justification, sanctification, and faith and action. And we're looking at verses 1, 2, six and, 6, and 9. Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone, who did for all the world atone. He is our one redeemer. 
What God did in his law demand, and none to him could render, cause wrath and woe on every hand for man, the vile offender. Our flesh has not those pure desires. The spirit of the law requires, and loss is our condition. Since Christ has full atonement made and brought to us salvation, each Christian therefore may be glad and build on this foundation. Thy grace alone, dear Lord, I plead. Thy death is now my life indeed, for you have paid my ransom. Faith clings to Jesus' cross alone and rests in him unceasing, and by its fruits true faith is known, with love and hope increasing. Yet faith alone doth justify, works serve thy neighbor and supply the proof that faith is living. Amen. Amen. We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.